0: here lord i do thank you jesus how just how you come to us it's just amazing to me Mm -hmm. you truly inhabit the praises of your people lord and and we don't know what you do in us in those times lord but i do know that you visit us in a way and give us what we need inside and trust that you did that tonight through the praise and the worship And I just pray that as we have this time together that you would just continue to help us to persevere in prayer. Whatever it is that's heavy on our heart that we have been praying for maybe for years, help us not to lose heart. Help us to continue to believe you for impossible things. Lord, to believe you for miracles, Lord, to believe in your timetable, because you exist outside of time. Your time is not like ours, Lord. So I pray, Father, would you speak to us tonight through this Bible study, and I trust you to impart to all of us that are here and those that are listening online, what you want to impart to us during this time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So in the Bible study, there is a quote by R.A. Torrey, and I wanna read it because I just know there's many of us that feel this way sometimes. When we feel least like praying is the time when we need most to pray. We should wait quietly before God and tell him how cold and prayerless our hearts are and look up to him and trust him and expect him to send the Holy Spirit to warm our hearts and draw them out in prayer. It will not be long before the glow of the Spirit's presence will fill our hearts and we will begin to pray with freedom, directness, earnestness, and power. How many here have experienced that? Yeah, all of us. We all have times like that. Colossians 4 verse 2 in the Amplified Bible from the Bible study is the scripture that was the focus for the week. And it said be earnest and unwearied and steadfast in your prayer life. Being both alert and intent in your praying with thanksgiving. Can't live out the thanksgiving part. Prayer and thanksgiving. Those were the two major points in this Bible study. As we're persevering in prayer, we need to be giving thanks to the Lord as well. It's so important. In page 69 of the Bible study, the author writes Paul asked the Colossians in chapter 4, verse 2, to devote themselves to prayer. One who is devoted is faithful, untiring, persistent and persevering. In our devotion to prayer, we are instructed to stay alert in our praying by having an attitude of thanksgiving. Persevering in prayer and praise is essential if we are to become women of prayer. It's essential. And it's hard to keep praying, right? When you don't feel like it, right? Or when your schedule's interrupted. This was the first time ever in the 30 years, almost 30 years I've been here in Kentucky when I've gone home to visit. My prayer time is always the same time, you know, just in my word, pray time. But because my dad is having home hospice care, we had nurses coming in, so much stuff going on that I had to do my times. In the afternoon when Jeff took my mom somewhere, and I just, I tell Jeff, By the time I left, I just felt out of sorts, you know? My routine was totally, that changed, but I was telling Jeff on the way home, I said it gave me more of an understanding for the moms before the baby came. (laughs) How your schedule, you have to just find the time that you could steal away to be with the Lord. And it's challenging because you want to pray But circumstances are that you can at that moment maybe shut in with the Lord. I mean, you could always be praying in your heart to the Lord. But because of the circumstances, the surroundings, the people, it makes it difficult. That's why you see why Jesus got up early, early in the morning before anyone knew where he was to get along with the Father. Because once that daylight comes... Everyone's tonguing on you and wants something yeah. from you, right? Especially yeah. your moms know that better than all of us in this room. They know when we're awake. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that from moms. Four yeah, morning. they it's mom. They have a on trust me. They do. And it's certainly difficult to praise God when we're not praying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that true? when we're not praying, it's very hard to praise God. So thank God for times like this when we come together to get our focus where it needs to be in thanksgiving, praise, and worship so that our hearts are softened. You know, our hearts get softened during those times towards the Lord. Praise and thanksgiving are an essential part of persevering in prayer. The more we focus on praising God, the more devoted and faithful we become. And that's the key right there. So the first point was devotion to prayer. And we've looked at already the persistent widow a couple of weeks ago, so I'm not going to go through that again. For anyone listening online, that was Luke 18, verses 1 through 8. But she also talked about Hannah. And we're going to talk about Hannah tonight, because Hannah was persistent in prayer. So what I would like to do, um, I have the scripture listed out on the paperwork there. If we can go around the room and if each one could read a paragraph or piece, if you feel comfortable reading a paragraph paragraph or piece loud enough, so the recording can pick you up. And we'll just look at Hannah and her situation and what she was believing God for, and then after we read through these passages of scripture, we'll look at it some more and talk about it so we can go around we'll start with hannah do you think panana 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 i meant to listen to audio the right way to say his wife now there was a certain man of
1: of fame Zophim, of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, and Ephraimite. And he had two wives, the name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Peninnah. Peninnah <coughs> had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up to his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phineas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Nana, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was, year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservants, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord. Days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you.
0: But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk me the wine or intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. So what were the circumstances? What were the circumstances that we read there? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, why did he have two (laughs) wives, right? (laughs) One is enough. (laughs) That'll make anyone pray. (laughs) Yeah, that's the mindset, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. They were wanting that king to come through their bloodline. So, yeah. But what were the circumstances besides having the two wives? Why was Hannah in bitterness of soul? Because she was barren, right? The Lord closed up her womb. But meanwhile, the other wife was having children, ridiculing her, right? So. Do you think, I mean, think about what that must have been like, you know, and she would go to the temple and I'm sure she poured out her heart before the Lord, you know, in ways that we do when our hearts are grieved and with bitterness of soul inside and we don't know where else to turn. It feels like, hey, Lord, you're not even hearing my prayer, you know? I mean, you've had times like that, right? Where your heart is just heavy, heavy, heavy. Well, I'm sure Hannah's heart was very heavy. And Penaniah used Hannah's barrenness, we read there, to ridicule her. And when you read that she was Hannah's rival, what that word means in Hebrew is she was an adversary or an enemy, one who would thunder against her in order to bring hurt feelings. So it cut deep. And it brought Hannah much grief and heaviness of heart. You know, I can't imagine the sorrow that must have been on her face. I mean, I'm sure her countenance, you could see it all over her. You know, but she was so deeply distressed and bitterness of soul, the scripture tells us. but uh, I mean, the priest thought she was drunk. <laughs> it's like, hello, what? Maybe she he thought she turned to drinking, you know, to deal with it, but she wasn't. She just was, her distress was marked very deeply in her heart, you know? And you see from the scripture, what we just read, that there are times when maybe people can mock or ridicule us in such a way that we can get resentful at them. We can even be anxious being around them because we don't know what are they going to say to us, you know if I do say something, you know? um, so in the Hebrew language, when it says, Why is your heart heavy or bad, it means it's sad, it's envious, it's selfish, it's begrudgingly a grudging eye or an, an angry, sullen, resentful eye towards Pananiah. This is what she was struggling with, Hannah. She was struggling with her own emotions, but she kept persevering in prayer despite the circumstances because the thing she desired the most was to have a child. But only the Lord can open the womb and close the womb, and she knew that. She knew that. But she kept coming, kept coming, kept asking, kept asking. And there's many prayers we bring to the Lord like that, right? We keep coming, we keep asking, we keep coming, we keep asking, and it just seems like he's not hearing, he's not answering. But what we see from her story, God saw her, and he heard her and he granted her the desire of a heart she was willing to persevere through pray through until the answer came and he teaches us that he teaches all of us that differently to pray something through until we come through to the other side and we have to be fine with the answer that he brings. We have to have that in our heart all the time. It's well with my soul, Lord, however the answer might come. Because we could pray a certain way and God answer it completely opposite from how we've been praying. And we have to realize if he answered it that way, that must be his will for that situation, for that time, for that time. So what we see with Hannah, she didn't even want to eat. I mean, it was such a heavy burden she was carrying. She didn't even want food. You know, she wouldn't eat, she would weep. And what we see there, really, her anguish was getting the best of her, which had produced a spiritual barrenness in her, yet she kept persevering in prayer. She kept going to the Lord, you know? Because you realize, he's my lifeline. I can't do this unless I connect with him somehow, some way. So, how had Hannah been responding wrongly to the situation based on what we read? Where was her focus? On being barren. She was focusing on her circumstances. And looking at her rival. Right. And don't we have times like that where that's all we can see yeah. is the circumstance or the rival. And not appreciating her husband either because just what he said to her. Yeah. yeah that he he would always give her a double point, because you know, he loved her, but yet she was still in such anguish, you know yes. what I mean? So not appreciating his love for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? That he still loved her even though she was barren. Yeah. She couldn't see that though, obviously. You know, she couldn't see that. And sometimes that's what happens, we're so blinded by the circumstances that we don't see. What she didn't see is we are very much loved by each other or the Lord or whatever it might be, but we just see what we see at that moment, that's all we see, you know? It just seems like a mountain. And what you see from Hannah's life, really the Lord was using her barrenness and brokenness really to bring her to the end of herself. And how many times has he done that in our lives? You know, where we're persevering in prayer, praying about a situation, and we come to the total end of ourselves like I can't do this no more. Unless God supernaturally intervenes, I'm done. And what happens in those moments? He supernaturally intervenes, and we find ourselves, we keep going, we keep going, we keep going. We don't quit. So it may seem puzzling to continue offering the same requests again and again, but why do you think God wants us to keep petitioning him, even though our prayers aren't answered? relationship with him. Yes. Yes, to strengthen our relationship with him because he's seeking his presence. Because it draws us, right? He draws us in those times. Even if we come to a place where it's like, I don't even know what to say. It's still drawing us to him. Because it's Lord, even though I don't know what to say, even though I don't know what to do in this situation, you do. You do. You're not flabbergasted by all of this you know the beginning you know the end you know the in between you know how the story is supposed to play out so i can keep coming to you praying lord let your will be done and we looked at that right in the lord's prayer let your will be done not what i want your will see hannah had to settle it it might be god's will for me to be barren But it might be his will that I do have children. So I'm still going to pray. But if it never happens, then it was his will. And I don't have to try to figure it all out. He knows what's best. He knows what's best. And I love that about the Lord, because he does know what's best. He knows what we can handle and what we can't. look back on the situation
1: too later on Mm -hmm. because we know we came to a point where there was nothing
0: we could do then we can absolutely see god did it yes Had nothing to do with us yeah that's what you see you see when you come through the other side it was all him it really was all him that did it so i know i've read this to you before in another bible study but i want to read this to you again just to encourage you all, if you find like you're persevering in prayer over a situation that you keep praying about, and it's like, God, aren't you hearing me? How come the answer hasn't come yet? Well, there's always a delay between sowing and reaping. We sow today for harvest tomorrow. A harvest always comes in time to those who persevere. Our devotional life is more like the planting of a garden. The results of what we sow today may not manifest until the season comes to maturation. Sowing is often mundane, boring, and laborious. Rarely are the benefits of sowing seen immediately. Rarely are the benefits of sowing seen immediately. Rarely (laughs) benefits of sowing seen immediately. The seed you sow now will produce a harvest you'll enjoy forever. And just holding on to that reality that I'm sowing seeds right now, but the seeds that I'm sowing are gonna blossom into eternity because God said his word does not return void. Especially you're praying scripture. That's his word. You're sowing his word. And we have to hold faith. Lord, you said your word will not return void. As I'm praying, as I'm seeking you, as I'm persevering, I'm gonna trust you for the increase you bring the increase i can't but you bring it lord the key in the scripture that we read about hannah if you saw that it was in the process of time the lord remembered hannah's request she conceived at his appointed time and god granted her the desire of her heart and samuel was a gift to her and to the children of israel because he was going to anoint King David. He had a purpose. He had a plan for that child. He had a plan. R.A. Tori says the strong man of prayer, when he starts to pray for a thing, keeps on praying until he prays it through and it obtains what he seeks. We should be careful about what we ask from God, but when we do begin to pray for a thing, we should never give up praying for it until we get it, or until God makes it very clear and very definite to us that it is not his will to give it. So I'll share. I've been praying for my mom this week because um, she was able to get more help to come on Tuesday so she could just go so she's really looking for someone to come on Sunday so she could get back in church because she's dying to go back to church consistently so someone was coming to the house today so I was praying, Lord, you see the desire of a heart? She's hungry for fellowship. She wants to be able to go. So I said, just grant her the desire of a heart with these people that are coming today. So I called the people I came to church. I said, so how'd you meet and go? She said, it was horrible. It was horrible. This lady wasted a half hour of my time. She came to the house to tell me there's no help. There's no help. She said, why couldn't she tell me that on the phone? She made me take a half hour. I mean, my mother was just besides herself. (laughs) And I have to remember, okay, she's she's not in fellowship. She's not, so she's in rare form. (laughs) (laughs) But I hung up the phone. I said, Lord, obviously that's your will at this moment for this time. Tomorrow she's meeting with someone else. So it's like, Lord, maybe you're going to provide through that means. Mm -hmm. So we have to get to a place, even though we're persevering and praying, However the answer comes, is it well with our soul? Or are we gonna get angry and resentful, this isn't fair? We don't wanna go there. We don't wanna harden our hearts towards the Lord. Occasionally the spirit will say, I want you to wait on me and stand in faith until I sovereignly intervene. Hasn't he said that to you at different times, different seasons in your life? I want you to wait on me until I sovereignly intervene. If you keep sowing to the secret place, even in times of waiting, I already said this, you will eventually reap. And that's just the reality of persevering in prayer. As we're persevering in prayer before the Lord and as we're waiting on God, We need to have an attitude of gratitude, not murmuring, complaining, bitter, resentful, accusing God of not caring, which is so easy to do. And that's why when we come together like this, it's good, because God does an attitude adjustment when we come together in his presence, we're worshiping, well, we should like let him do an attitude adjustment before we even get here <laughs> you know what i mean instead of waiting till we get here for him to do an attitude adjustment just realize what i'm wrong in my thinking you know i'm not wrong in my thinking so that's the second point as we're persevering in prayer as hannah did and god heard her prayer and in his appointed time brought the answer the second point we need to have gratitude in our prayer so now we're going to read hannah this account in second samuel 2 chapter 1 through 10 and again we're going to go around the room if you feel comfortable reading if you don't that's fine um the next person can pick up so i think we left off at. <laughs>
1: okay and hannah prayed and said my heart rejoices in the lord my horn is exalted in the lord i smile at my enemies because i rejoice in your salvation no one is holy like the Lord. For there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God.
0: Boy, that is some worship and praise to God.
2: Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The vows of the mighty men are Broken and those who stumble are girded with strength. Those who were poor have hired themselves out from bread, and the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has borne seven, and she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord comes, the Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the, be- the beggar from the ash heap, to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory.
1: For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. Wow. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed.
0: So, where is Hannah's focus now? No, no. Totally on the Lord. Such wonderful praise and worship came out of just her prayer getting answered, right? Hannah's asking and receiving from the Lord turned into a song of praise to God. Beautiful praise that we can praise God with the same scriptures that she spoke from her mouth. Because it's true, that's who he is. You know, and when we're persevering in prayer, it's so important to remember who God is, to meditate on scripture passages like we just read. Because we can get very discouraged as we're persevering. But we have to remind ourselves of who God is, his faithfulness, you know, just the reality of his character. Because the enemy will just be there lying in your ear like he lies in my ear. And sometimes you have to say just shut up I will not listen to what you have to say because it's all lies and he's a master at it from the very beginning of time he's been lying to mankind but we have to do as Hannah did and just even if you have to say it out loud God this is who you are this is who you are Help me to remember this. Help me to remember what she was basically saying in this. Hannah was acknowledging that God is the Lord of hosts, meaning he's over all of the heavenly hosts, angels, and the armies of heaven. And how we need that revelation in a greater way today, especially as we're standing in faith, praying, persevering and praying, especially in what's going on in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. He's over the stars, the sun, the moon, millions of galaxies. God controls their orbits and their positions like clockwork. He's sovereign over everything, everywhere, at all times. How awesome is that? And he was fully aware of her situation. And he's fully aware of your situation. He's fully aware of your loved one's situation, whatever you're praying and believing God for. He's fully aware of it. And he's got it under control, totally and completely under control. See, when we're in that mindset, when we're in that reality, we have peace inside. We have peace inside. He's the only one who creates life for he is the creator and sustainer of life. I've had people ask me, do you think your dad's going to die? I had someone tell me tonight, I'm praying your dad dies. It's like, that's nice to tell me that, <laughs> whatever. But God is the creator and sustainer of life and death. Only he knows when someone's gonna die. We don't. We don't. And how dare we think that we do? No, we don't. Remember the name of the Lord our God, his nature, his character, who he is, in the day of trouble. And as you're waiting on him to intervene in that situation we have to remember the reason why and this is from the bible study that praise and worship and thanksgiving is very important as we're walking through waiting on the Lord this is from Jennifer Kennedy Dean she said praise and thanksgiving do not magically change my circumstances but they radically alter my viewpoint. Praise and thanksgiving brings me back into the presence of God, where there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. And I believe we all experience that tonight. Yes. Whatever we came in here with as we entered into praise and worship, we experienced this tonight. So we see that praise and thanksgiving radically alter our viewpoint. We come into the reality, God, this isn't hard for you. This isn't complicated for you. You got this. You really do. You got this. We see that again in the New Testament. We're commanded to give thanks. Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 tells us be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus so again you see prayer and thanksgiving prayer and thanksgiving colossians three sixteen and 17 we already read uh, chapter 4 verse 2 let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the lord and whatever you do in word or deed do all in the name of the lord jesus christ giving thanks to god the father through him so again, we see that having a heart of gratitude, continue earnestly in prayer, being diligent in it with thanksgiving. So, prayer and gratitude. Andrew Murray, the blessing of such persevering prayer is unspeakable. There is nothing so heart searching as the prayer of faith, it teaches you to discover and confess and give up everything that hinders the coming of the blessing everything there may be not in accordance with the father's will it leads to closer fellowship with him who alone can teach to pray to a more entire surrender to draw nigh under no closer and more simple abiding in christ alone christian give god time he will perfect that which concerns you he will perfect that which concerns you you know when jesus prayed when he was raising lazarus from the dead i was thinking about that that he said father i thank you that you always hear me but i'm just going to pray this for their benefit those around he had confidence that his father always heard him he also had confidence that his father was going to answer the prayer to raise Lazarus from the dead. If he can raise Lazarus from the dead, he can do anything. He can do anything. And there was a bunch of witnesses that saw that. So as Jesus prayed, he also thanked the Father. I thank you that you always hear me. And Not only do you always hear me, but you answer. You answer. We need to have that kind of confidence in our Heavenly Father. That I know you hear me. Even if I don't see the results right now, I'm going to keep persevering. And I'm going to thank you because I know you hear me because of what Psalm 139 tells me. You know my sitting down, you know my rising up, you know my thoughts from afar, you know what I'm gonna say before I say it. Where can I go from your presence? I can't go anywhere. You see me, you know me. And we saw the last study that we did. You even know how many steps I take a day. That's an intimate father. He's intimate and he cares. So while we're persevering in prayer, we need to pray in confidence that the Father does hear us. We need to believe, like we heard on Sunday, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need to pray in faith. We need to be content with the answer God brings in his time and in his way. That's a huge one, contentment. And we need to come with abandonment, the abandonment of saying, not my will, but your will be done. You know what I would like, but Lord, it may not be your will. So help me to abandon myself to you in this area of my life and be content with however you bring the answer. Psalm 62, eight says, trust in him at all times, you people, and keep pouring out your heart before him pour it out. I had to do that the last day, my last night in New York, I didn't sleep the whole night. Because I'm thinking, Jeff's saying, as soon as we get up, we're leaving. He tells me that for 30 years. It's like, Jeff, <laughs> I know that already. Why do you always have to tell me that? I know, as soon as we get up, we're leaving. <laughs> so I was up all night. <laughs> and I heard him running down the stairs at 4.30 in the morning, I'm like, I haven't slept anything tonight. But I had to do this while I was up, pouring out my heart, pouring out my heart, just pouring it out before the Lord. we got to do that. Pour out your heart. Keep pouring it out. Keep pouring it out. He wants us to pour it out, pour it out. Whatever's in there, whatever we're struggling with, whatever we need to repent of, pour it out. Just pour it out. Isaiah 43, verse 21, he said, This people I have formed for myself, that they shall declare my praise. And that's his heart for us, that regardless of the circumstances, that we will pour out our heart in praise towards him because he is worthy. As Hannah saw, she saw he was worthy of the praise that she gave him. In the scriptures that we read thanksgiving is an integral part of prayer and praise is joyful thankful worshipful prayer do you get that praise is joyful thankful worshipful prayer can you say that one more time <laughs> <laughs> praise is joyful thankful worshipful prayer so as we're praising it's prayer before it's that incense day and night night and day we keep singing that song i want that to get into us day and night just offer it up to the lord offer it up to the lord he loves it when we come to him so i would like to close tonight with us reading this psalm out loud together because it's a psalm of praise So we're going to read it out loud together. Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Do not put your trust in princes, nor in a son of man in whom there is no help. His spirit departs and he returns to his earth. And the very day his plans perish. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps truth forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry the lord gives freedom to the prisoners the lord opens the eyes of the blind the lord raises those who are bowed down the lord loves the righteous the lord watches over the strangers he relieves the fatherless and widow but the way of the wicked he turns upside down the lord shall reign forever your Your god God, O zion Zion, to to all all generations praise Praise the the lord Lord. hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. praise him as you pray praise him give thanks to the lord and you can use the psalms to do that there's so many psalms that worship the lord in this way and i just want to speak this over all of you tonight Whatever you're carrying in your heart, whatever's heavy for you tonight, Psalm 20, verse 1 and 4, 5, and 7. This is my desire for you all. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May He grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your petitions. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And Lord, I'm so thankful tonight for your word. Lord, I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful for your presence, Lord. I thank you for the saints that have gone before us, Lord, that teach us how to really persevere and go after you. Lord, despite what the circumstances look like, God, thank you for the witnesses that are in the scriptures that testify to the reality that you see them and you know them and you want to reveal yourself to them. Lord, God, I thank you tonight, Lord, that they have been a witness to us in our generation that you do see us and you want us to know you. And you do want us to fellowship with you in prayer, Lord, and persevere in prayer and praise and worship you at the same time, give thanks to you at the same time, Lord, because you are so good to us, Lord. You have been so good to us. You have not dealt with any of us in the way that our (laughs) sins deserve, but you have had so much mercy on us, Lord. And it is our desire, Lord, that we see that same mercy being poured out in every situation that we carry in our hearts tonight. Lord, that you would come and grant freedom, repentance, Lord, help, comfort, hope, whatever it is, Lord God, that we carry heavy in our heart and we pray for, Lord. And Lord, I pray, God, that when we get tired, when we grow weary, when we're discouraged, that you will come alongside and encourage our hearts to keep persevering no matter what because you do bring the answer in your time in your way lord it may not look like we want but you do hear us and you do answer lord and i thank you for that reality lord just be with us as we leave here tonight and continue to minister these truths to our heart and make us to become women of prayer lord i know i've Prayed this before but i pray that you would take us on another level of prayer lord help us to grow in that relationship with you in that way and i trust you to do that in every heart that's here tonight and those that are listening online in jesus name we pray amen amen